Welcome everyone to Flights of Fantasy, your podcast book club. I'm one of your hosts, Anna, and I'm joined by my book besties, Christina and Kim. Hello! Hi! We are so excited to have you all listening tonight. We are discussing both From Blood and Ash books, the first one, and Kingdom of Flesh and Fire. In preparation for book three coming out next week, which we are so, so excited about. Oh my gosh, can't wait. I have to say, I was very spoiled last week being able to like sit next to Kim uh, on the couch and record. Uh, I mean, it's amazing to see your faces here, but you know, I was very spoiled last week. Um, Yes, I was in Texas last week seeing my family for the first time in over a year since my husband was lucky enough to get vaccinated and our family and, you know, friends who are like family like you too. Yep. We're also Woo, vaccinated. Um, also, Anna and I got to attend one of our very best friends' very small, very beautiful wedding. Yes. It was Texas. so beautiful in Wimberley, Texas. Yes. It was beautiful. And the Straight weather the weather was perfect and it was all outside and it was just glorious. It was so, so wonderful. But yes, I, I was definitely spoiled getting to actually physically I see know. you guys. I know. It was so we miss much fun you. to record in person. Um, I know. It was a really great trip. We got to see you guys and my family for the first time in a really long time um but I really missed my bed like we got home and I was like oh god yeah. and and um, this is 30 exactly Th- this yeah. is this is what yeah. happens when you are 30 bed. 30 plus this years is what old happens <laughs> when yeah. you're like man my sheets and my you know <laughs> contour pillow um okay wait but did I tell you guys about the flight attendant on my plane ride home did I tell no, you what no. happened I think I well, okay, so we're on the plane home, and um, Zach was watching some movie, and I was editing our Akatar podcast that came out last night, um, and <laughs> flight attendant, like, mid-flight, and she walks past, and I just, like, happened to glass up, and she was holding Kingdom of Flesh and Fire, <gasps> it was really? holding the, the book, and walking back to the back, and I almost stopped her, but then it felt, like, really weird just to, like, I don't know, like, she didn't look at me, right. so I right. didn't want to be like, hey, ah, blah, yeah. Blah. But then later I kind of looked down in the aisle and I saw her. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go talk to her. I'm going to be like, hey, oh my gosh, I saw you reading this. Let's so be excited. friends. Um, <laughs> hey. Let's be friends. I like these books too. Yeah. Um, and I, I walked down the aisle and um, granted, she was doing her job. Like, I'm sure she was a very sweet girl. But she was dealing with a passenger who like seemed very disgruntled oh. and was very um, upset yeah. about something. So as I'm getting closer and closer, I'm like, oh, this is not the time. I, <laughs> this is not the time. And like then she kind of looked at me like, hi, yes, can I help you? I'm doing my job. And I was like, excuse me, I'm just going to go right past you to the bathroom. Oh, no. And I just went to the bathroom. Because oh, um, I didn't want to bug her. I know. I, I didn't want to bug her. But I wish I would have gone back oh, and found another time really but it just that. felt like the moment passed and she was working and dealing with someone who was not being that cooperative and I didn't want to be like so um I'm so sorry to interrupt but this book yeah. did you like it where are what you are in it what's on going it? on well, anyways but it was really fun that's to like so funny. See, you know reading yeah reading it yeah those books when we're just about to talk about it and oh that's it was, so it was fun. funny oh, that's I love so that great. story um okay, okay. so let's dive let's into this do it I'm so excited. Yes. Before we dive in, obviously we are going to be spoiling the first two books in the series from Blood and Ash and A Kingdom of Flesh and Fire. We will be spoiling everything, all the things. And also I wanted to give a trigger warning in both of these books, I believe. both of them. For physical abuse and sexual assault. So please be mindful of that and just listen with caution on those aspects. Yes. Yes. But let's dive in. I'm very excited to discuss these books. Okay, can we can we touch upon Jennifer Armentrout oh, for a yes, second? Yes, love her. Um, she is a powerhouse. She has written 
so many series. I mean, literally, there's... So many. I mean, Christina, you've read more than I have of her series, and I've thought I read almost all yeah. of that. So, I mean, yeah, I've been reading her work for a long time. Um, she's definitely a go-to for me in the way that, you know, I, I know what I'm ultimately going to get from her, one of her books, and I know that I like what that is. <laughs> um I'm I'm going to get a romance heavy action packed book that I I don't have to really overthink too much. Like they're not too deep to where like I have to do a lot of work, but they have a lot of substance and I love the characters and so I I find that they're definitely kind of easy comfort reads for me in that way. Um and she does a lot of spin-offs of those series. So Oh yeah, okay. like the Lux series like her first big one, then that that had a spin-off. And then Covenant was a series that had a spin-off. Um and then Dark Elements had a spin-off. The Harbinger. Yes, and which the yes. next book in that one comes out in June, which I'm so excited about. I am too. That's, Oh, I'm, I loved, love, love, love that last book. Um, Kim, you would really like these, the Harbinger ones. Yeah. Oh, I need yeah. to add it to my list. But I think then. you kind of have to read Dark Elements first. Okay. Yeah, I would say probably. It just to get the whole thing. I can do that. Um, I can do that. But yeah, and then there's Wicked, which I'm really excited about that was made into a movie and that, or is being made into a movie. Yeah, I still have to finish Wicked. I liked it a lot. And, you know, she also writes not fantasy, just romance books under Jay Lynn. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a ton. Like, literally, she has so many books out. And then she also has, obviously, from Blood and Ash and Kingdom of Flesh and Fire and this whole series. And um, I think that's kind of a good segue into the world building. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that I struggled with in this book the most was it? some of the world building felt rushed or yeah. it was missing some elements. Yep. And, you know, I know she has so many series out there. And in a lot of the other books, it didn't bother me as much. But her other series are all more urban fantasy mm. um, or they, you know, they take place in a very current age. So there's not a ton of world building that I really need to fill in Got the gaps. It. Okay. Absolutely. And this book really kind of tackled more of this new world that she's creating. Right. And it was a little confusing at times. Absolutely. I loved the book overall, but I was definitely having to reread certain chat, like certain paragraphs to, to kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah, that's confusing. And also I was trying to figure out if she was doing it on purpose. Right. Felt like maybe she was yes. leaving details out so that we could figure mm-hmm. them out later and it would be a reveal. But it felt like too it, many almost. Yeah. Like I was confused. Yeah. It almost felt like because Poppy was so in the dark through most of the first book Mm -hmm. that I thought, I was like, okay, maybe this is intentional. Maybe we're supposed to feel how Poppy feels. Like, we're not supposed to know everything, and there's just these little tiny clues that are being dropped here and there, reading it kind of as if I was Poppy. Well, we're in her head. It's it's first person. Yeah, because we're in her head. And so I was like, okay, maybe it's going to come later. And I I really love world building, obviously, but Jennifer Armentrout, I don't normally go to. It's like, she's not my go-to for, like, a world building series. I go to her for fast action characters with banter and I got that absolutely so I just reread from from blood and ash in preparation for this podcast and like even rereading it again like it's just it's it was very distracting to me and like so for those of you who don't know I'm a big world builder oh, yeah. Kim's a big, big fan builder. of world building it, unless it's like you go into a story knowing like that's not what we're here for like we're here for like but it almost felt like she was trying to do it and then just, just kind of felt like distracting but that is a good note that like Poppy didn't really know a lot either and like you really find out like in the second book Poppy's even like wow I literally was so dumb I did not like question 
anything. And I'm like, yes, that yeah. is yeah. true. And I mean, book two is not as action packed as the first one. We do get, I mean, some. It's all just yeah. inner monologue of Poppy. Well, that's where she does her info dumping. Right. She does tons of info dumping. Yeah. And it's kind of, it can get, it gets just a little tired. I just to feel read like some because of it's that like instead of. have just scooched it into the first just a tad bit just scooched yeah, it a little yeah. you parceled it out it wasn't well parceled is what I'm just trying to say no. I think that's what it was <laughs> yes and there are clues there's little things there that like you know happen I didn't feel like I had a payoff for any like investigation right right clue right, right, right that right. I tried to yeah, do yeah yeah but I mean you know that being said there were some some really fun reveals yeah. and like so so when did you guys figure out that Hawk is Cass slash the Dark One. When it happened. Oh, I'm right. gonna be really honest. I thought he was a Wolven. He. They kept talking about his teeth. Yes. And I was like not picking up on the vampire thing at first. Well, I thought the Ascended were vampires, which I wasn't wrong. <laughs> and think that Cass was a vampire. So I thought he was a Wolven every time she mentioned his sharp teeth. I. So interestingly, Anna, I only noticed that when I went back and reread it. I thought nothing of it the first time. You guys know I'm not the most astute. Like when I'm in there, I'm like, I don't know. I see nothing. I, I don't get anything. I'm just in there. Girl, I'm swimming through it. I'm the same way. Yeah. So so talking about all of this, I think we should dive into the Atlanteans, the Wolven, the Ascended, the Craven, and all of that stuff. Because so many it questions. was let's have a history lesson with Anna segment. Yes. Full transparency, we did these books for our own book club before we were a podcast last summer. Yep. Mm-hmm. As we all know, I take lots of notes yep. and I do lots of tabs. So um, to be honest, I did not go back and do full rereads of both books for this episode. I just went back and read my favorite scenes that were tabbed in my books, which if we're going to be honest, um, were the romantic ones. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, so but the first time we read these I had some questions, so now I really have some questions. <laughs> Go for it. We are we are here for the questions. Okay, so I wanted to break down this kind this world because, like we were all saying, it is a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the gods, right, mm-hmm. top of the pyramid. Okay. Then they created their children, the deities, okay? Okay. Uh The deities, in a way, created the Atlanteans. The story is one of the children of the gods, a.k.a. the deity, fell in love with a mortal, and that is the first heartmate, okay? Okay, So they fell in love with um, a human. We'll skip the first tragic story because it's not necessary. But the second deity that fell in love with a human, the mortals were, the sorry, the gods were like, okay, listen, we're going to give you these trials. If you can succeed with mm-hmm. these trials and prove that you're in love, then we will grant the mortal eternal life, sort of, you know, make her immortal. But the the you know caveat is that this mortal who becomes now immortal has to live off of your blood that is how the atlanteans were mm-hmm. created so it was created oh. from all of these heartmates yes okay so it goes gods then deities the deities fall in love with mortals the gods grant the mortals long life but they have to live off of the blood of other deities or a Atlanteans as time progresses. Mm -hmm. So then you have the whole race of Atlanteans. Now, what happens with the Atlanteans is you have King Malik who is in love with a mortal. But for whatever reason, 
this whole heartmates thing wasn't like given to him because the gods just didn't recognize this mortal as a they were knows. asleep they were asleep oh yes the gods were all asleep so but, i'm sorry they were asleep yeah the gods went to sleep because you know gods get tired i guess they after... went to sleep for hundreds of thousands of years suddenly oh, for thousands of years wake them up because they didn't want to wake this up is, it's a heavenly fire and we're all just gonna yeah. believe it so it's fine <laughs> So King Malik was like, all right, fine. I'm in love with this mortal and I'm going to drain her of all of her blood and then give her my blood. And now we have the Ascended, a.k.a. the Vampire. Okay. Um, and okay. Okay. yeah. But the trick there is that Atlanteans don't have this like bloodlust, feed off of mortals, drain them dry. Their way of surviving is feeding off of other Atlanteans. It's totally normal in their world. The Ascended feed off of mortals, and when they drain them, they create the Craven or zombies, as we all like to think yeah. of them, basically. Yes. Now, and as we talked about earlier, the Wolven are um, created by the gods to keep, like, the deities company. They were, like, this tribe of ancient wolves, and they gave them mortal form. And they were there to help guide the children of the gods through this new world. And they formed the bond that's all, like, holy and shit. Right. And helps to protect the deities. Um, And that's kind of, like, the hierarchy of this world. Gotcha. Yep. Questions? Yes. So, what's the difference between Vampire and Ascended? Nothing. They're the same. They're the same thing. Okay. Yeah, the Vampire and the Ascended are exactly the same. It's just the Atlanteans call them Vampires and the Ascended call themselves Ascended. And fun fact, I think the reason why she has created this whole, like, instead of calling them shapeshifters or werewolves or vampires, is because she didn't want to label this book um, Paranormal. And the most paranormal oh. books ah. are vampire shapeshifters. But if you create a whole new world and you have magical elements, then all of a sudden it's fantasy. Interesting. So, okay, so pretty much Vampire and Ascended are vampires. Yep. Mm -hmm. If they feed off some, off a mortal, Uh then they automatically become a craven. If, unless they kill them. Unless they kill them, right. And then Atlanteans also have like their own set of powers or something? Yes, so um, from my understanding, the Atlanteans come from, there's bloodlines within the Atlanteans and they- Okay. So they have different elemental bloodlines, so they all have different powers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think my main confusion was the difference between the Ascended and the Atlanteans and the Vampire. Because, like, they all drink blood, and I'm just, I was confused about the difference between them. Right. Um, yes, that is, it is confusing. I mean, so from my understanding. It feels like, like, they're all vampires, right? They're just different kinds of vampires, is what we're saying? Atlanteans aren't vampires, because they were never dead. They were never dead. Uh-huh. Ascended. Well, neither were the Ascended. Oh, the Ascended did die. They did die. Yes, and then the Ascended died. brought back to life with, blo- yes. with right. blood. And the difference is that Atlanteans are gifted long life from the gods. Right. And they, they maintain their sustenance yes. both through, they can through food and also through the blood of only, they can only drink from other Atlanteans. That's the only way they can, they don't right. get, uh, their source of uh, nourishment from mortals. Right. And also okay. the Ascended, okay. and then, like, can't, um, they can't go out in the daylight or, you know, anything. Like, they're like a true vampire. Like, they can't. They are a true vampire. Like, it's, they're literally <laughs> just vampires. Oh, right. I forgot they're about like, that. They, they're like, so they're like our typical definition like they're of vampire, Yes, pale, much. black yes. eyes, can't yes. go out in the sun. Yes. Um, okay, got it. The vampire thing 
to me, felt like almost a reveal at some point in the first book. Like, I was like, oh, they're vampires. This is what we're doing. I get it. Right. And I don't know if that was supposed to be a reveal or if it was like, I changed the name so that I didn't have to say vampire. I've just been like. It was supposed to be a reveal. It was supposed to be a reveal, but it was pretty. Yeah, it was. It was fairly obvious that like. By that time. By that time, that's what they were. I will say to me, the Atlanteans feel almost more fey than they do anything else. Yes, I see that. Yes. They definitely feel yes, fey because there's magic and there's different types of fey. Yeah. Yes. So they feel, I think of them. It's like if a fey and a vampire had a baby. Yes. To me, it feels yeah. like, I think of them. But don't say that because then that's going to get confusing. <laughs> so the, the ascended, it's like a, a privilege to be ascended. Correct. Right? Like people want to be ascended. Yes. Um, yes, and traditionally only the the second children get ascended. So you get to keep your first child. Okay. Your second oh. child gets given to the, the ascended, ascended and they like essentially serve the ascended and then when the ascension or the blessing or the right, <laughs> right, whatever we decided to call it in that moment after that, they are officially ascended. Okay. So if you, God forbid, have a third child. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth children, any of them after that. You, oh. They are given to serve the gods in the temples along with the priests and priestesses. Which actually means... Which actually like, means get... they are the ones that the ascended are feeding off of. Oh, terrible. Like children, so yeah. like babies. It's, it's all the children they're it's, just oh taken God. away from their parents and they're how, just used it's as, horrific as blood as, as a form of feeding and for so the, the, are the ascended disgusting. not like do the ascended just not care that they're feeding off babies no. like do they like lose I, their I don't, soul that's the thing they, we don't know yet well that just makes me hate all the ascended but like, it's disgusting they can't all be evil well like, so but, would... but because they have a bloodlust in them they are like go wild with oh, bloodlust and they don't care who right, they yes. feed off of they'll literally feed off okay, anybody okay, when it gets okay. that bad and i but, don't so everyone everyone else in um solace which is where, where poppy lives originally yes. they don't know any of this they just think the ascended are like the direct link to the gods, right. and everything that they do is just to keep the gods happy. And so the ascended have just made up this set of rules to keep God the yeah. gods happy that don't exist. Yeah, it's so yeah. No, it doesn't. There's... It, there's no gods. Like I mean, there are, but like they're Atlantean gods that have been asleep for a million years and no one the ascended don't talk to the gods at all how this has I, gone I on this, for this long just let's not even go too deep into that well it really this is a good lead-in into poppy as a character because my next question was how can she give her entire life is like devoted to this and she actually yeah. really knows nothing about it no like she no. doesn't and i guess that's because she feels like she's not allowed to ask questions her whole life she's been like this chosen one maiden and it's like supposed to be a privilege so therefore she shouldn't ask questions but at least for me her naivety to like some of the situation was believable to me was because there was an underlying sense of suspicion that i got from her and yeah. her unwillingness to completely blindly trust everything she was saying. And she was constantly feeling like she was not in the right place. Like, this is not who I'm supposed to totally. be. But I'm doing it because this is the only thing I've been told and what I've been taught to do. But it doesn't feel right. Well, and she had no... She doesn't have parents. Right. She doesn't, her That's what I was going to say. Like, she literally has nothing else. She has no one else to fall back on. Yes. She doesn't have the another option. The queen raised her. Yeah, she doesn't have another yeah. option. So, I... I 
I understand that. Jennifer, I think, does do a great job of, I think, some of Poppy's inner monologue and Poppy's difficulty handling situations sometimes is frustrating, but I do think she gives a justification for her behavior. In mm-hmm. in a scenario like this, this girl would have no fucking option. She would have nowhere to go. She had no one else to fall back on. Right. They have just manipulated yeah. her into a place where uh, I think some of her frustrating behavior is, it's justified. It's just, because yeah. you just want to shake her and be like, Whoa. just touching upon her inner monologues, yes. which really started to kind of get to me, I think, especially in the second book. Um, there were so many moments in book two where we just spent in Poppy's brain and she was constantly talking us through plot lines rather than, and that's, that is like, I, like world building really gets to you, Kim. You know, I, I get that. And one of the things that really gets to me is when authors continuously like tell you yes. something rather Show than it. showing or tell through action. Yeah. Yes. And that really, really was bothered. I was just like, come on, just, just show us what you want to do and that will get your point across rather than three pages of it your inner monologue. It was so well, much. I think that's, it is first person. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, in my notes, I'd have written in all caps, stop <laughs> pretending to be pretending to pretend. It, oh my like, God. Why are we like, I don't understand. Pretending. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. And we're going to, we'll get into the love stuff. And you're right. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. So back to Bobby. One more thing. I think it's super interesting. Typically the trope of like the chosen one is like this privilege and this amazing thing. And it's, I feel like it's really interesting to see her not want to be the chosen one. Absolutely. Yes. Like, I like that. Oh, I yeah. like that. She, is the chosen one and she doesn't want to be like I think there's a part where she's talking to Victor and she says like I want to be deemed unworthy yeah like, I don't and want then to she's do like, <gasps> like she's yeah. like, like what yes. I, and I like that too. I, I just found that really an interesting use of that trope yeah well, because truthfully like her reason for being I think even she knows why am I chosen well, like what is it about because you know actually she's like I don't want to be the chosen one but then we find out she's also the chosen one in another realm. So like she's still the chosen right. one. She's just a different a chosen different... one. Um, <laughs> right. She's a different. She's a chosen different one. chosen one. And that version of chosen one, she's allowed to like think and feel and read and have sexy times sure. with cats. Yeah. So like, girl, go yeah. be that chosen one. Yeah. That's a better be chosen, one chosen one for you. One. Don't be the maiden. No. And on like just speaking of the maiden, one of the things that I really did like that I think added like it obviously added an edge to her character was the fact that Victor trained her to fight. I yes. love that. You know, yes. because, I mean, it would have been great if she was just smart or had her brains, but I, I also liked that she was had the capability to, like, defend herself. Yes. And, you know, she talks about, like, the reason she insisted, because it's completely against the rules, because of how her parents died yes. so tragically and horrifically when she was a mm-hmm, child. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't want to ever feel helpless again. Absolutely. And she's, I mean, she's a badass. Oh, with she's a bow such and a badass. With with a sword, with a dagger, with a dagger She's all the time. Such a badass. Oh I think then as, you know, adult Poppy, like a not wanting to feel helpless again like she did as a child, but also because of what the Duke puts her through um, yes. in a it's just like oh gross, horrible terrible abuse. way. Just, yeah. It, yeah. It's terrible that she feels like she is helpless in this situation. So then being able to, you know, go out on the streets at night and mm. fight, the, it just, I feel like that is something that she feels like you may be able to make me feel like I'm helpless, but I know I have this inside me and it's absolutely mine, yeah. you know, yeah. which I think yeah. was a super interesting edge to her character. And also her sneaking out to go help the yes. people who are attacked by the Craven. She gives them death with 
dignity and that's the dignity i love that she's very vocal about that all throughout the series she's like everyone deserves empathetic yes very empathetic and she risks the duke's abuse to go help these people in her in her town that dying this horrible death um i love i loved that Mm -hmm. also just one more thing on her the something about poppy that i kind of forget because we talk about it but then we don't but the scars on her face yes um Mm. and all all over her body oh yeah yeah, like her legs and but the moment that hawk but actually takes the vow to her (gasps) yes in the very first book he talks about yeah so he's uh okay yeah so okay he says both halves are as beautiful as the whole my lips parted on a sharp (sighs) inhale i couldn't even look to see what the duke's reaction was though i was sure it was nothing short of cataclysmic Hawk placed a hand on the hilt of his broadsword and bowed slightly, his gaze never once leaving mine. With my sword and with my life, I vow to keep you safe, Penelope. He spoke from this moment until the last <laughs> moment, I am yours. Oh. I just like the, mo- like in front of the Duke, it was like his fuck you to the Duke and like she is beautiful and I just think he lifts her up. Okay, sorry. We don't, he does. Yes. Yes. I think that's the, but I honestly, that's the perfect segue into their yes. love story. Okay, Agreed. great, great. Agreed. Because like he lifts perfect. her up and makes her feel like she's more than the maiden and that she's beautiful and it's just, I loved, loved that. Also, Poppy noted, notes it later that he calls her by her name, Penelope. Not, he doesn't call her maiden, he doesn't call her chosen one, Mm -hmm. which is what everyone else Mm -hmm. calls her. He calls her Penelope. And he's not supposed to. No. And he does it in that moment as I think a fuck you to the dude. Oh, I totally agree. But also as like a, I am pledging my life to you, not to who you are supposed to be or who they claim you are, but who you are as a person. Totally. I kind of love that. So this was after they, you know, had some sexy time. And she said, I'm a bad maiden. And he said, no, he kissed my other temple. You're a perfectly normal girl. What is expected of you is what's bad. Oh, I he love paused. that. He paused. And yes, you're also a very bad maiden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love their that. banter, their oh, banter, oh. the entire series cracks So that is something that up. Jennifer does really well. She does really good banter. Yes. Romantic banter, friendship banter. She just, she does it so well and it's funny and it's, just like oh I, love I can't it. sorry I was just gonna say I can't tell you how many times in book one whenever something happened to the duke like a like when hawk pinned him to the wall with and killed him or when yes with his cane which was oh love it, love it. and then or when or when poppy t- chopped off lord Madison's yes. hand and then decapitated him yes. which oh, was so graphic yeah. I was like holy hell I love this and I literally, I highlighted it in my Kindle, and I, like, just put, like, little music notes by it, and I sang the song from Chicago, He Had It Coming. <laughs> that is it really is. I can picture her, like, so perfect. with a chair turned around, with, like, snapping, yeah. you know? Um, oh, when the Lord made those comments about Victor, I was like, oh, fuck oh, you. You're done. Yeah. You're done. You're dead. Nope, you're dead. Like, I you're wanted dead. her to and, kill him. I was like, kill him, kill him. It kind of reminded me of Aelin's killing calm. Yes, me too. When yes. she just, like, she just zones out, and she's like, nope, I'm, everything shuts down. Yes. All emotion is yes. she blacks out, yep. and the next thing she knows, there is a body miss- with missing limbs and a decapitated head. Yeah. And she's like, this is normal. Yeah. This is normal. I also appreciated the fact that the Duke died with the cane, because yes. wasn't it right before that, that at that point, Hawk found out like what he did what uh-huh. he does what mm-hmm. he did to her and he was like i will kill them i will kill the wall 
And yep. then he gets killed with his cane. I loved that he got killed with I do kind of love how Cass loves her dark and twisty side. <gasps> yes. It is very, you know? yes. It's like when she stabs him in the heart. Multiple or times. Misses his, yeah, multiple times. But when she stabs him at the end of book one, I was like, oh, bitch, we went there. And then she, like, runs away. And he finds her because, like, you know, he's Atlantean and you can't kill him yep. that way. And I was like, and he's like turned on by the fact that she stopped. Oh, yeah. yeah, they have sex. There's a part where he's like, you're, what, oh, okay, oh, wait, yeah, I do. have written down. One of oh, my yeah. favorite quotes from him about her is he says, he said, uh, you're an absolutely stunning, murderous little creature. Oh, yes. I love yes, that. Yes, love And I just that. feel like that's such a, like, fr- from a girl who's been the maiden her whole life, who's like, oh, shield, you can't even see my eyes, that's too scandalous, like, being called this, like stunning murderous little creature is just yes. i just love it so much yes um and he actually yeah. gets turned on by her violence <laughs> oh no like, and she's like what up. is wrong with you what happened to you that you feel yeah this way? yeah and i yeah. It, it, like we were saying like the violence into the sex scenes i think that that we towed that line a little close yep. however yep. i think she she towed it right there on the line and didn't step over at least for me i think maybe other people would find it a little too close for comfort I thought the sex scenes were great and well they done. Were, yeah, they were um, great. Very well done. I mean, it was there were some choices made. Um, you know, yeah, choice choices no, were made. I, some but, things took me out. But overall, I do like how she handled it. I have to give a little shout out. So I am not a person who reads reviews before I read books. Because as you both know, I really hate any spoiler. I don't care if it's like, I, I just can't. I can't do it. So I don't read book reviews. Um, until I'm done with the book. <laughs> And then she reads them all. And then I go back and I read all the book reviews. So so I was going back and I was reading one and I found this one by the Infinite Library. Um, Her name is Ashley. And this was hysterical. What she wrote in her review was literally what I was thinking when I read this scene in book two. So it's the big battle between the Atlanteans and when the Ascended come. And Hawk and Poppy are like battling it out. And Poppy, um, she goes to confront the Duchess who is, you know, in her little carriage that's sunproofed. And she kills her and does that thing where like she bursts into ashes or whatever. And then Cass and Poppy just get it on. Yep in the carriage, in the middle of a battle, on top of this dead woman's ashes. And it's a little weird. I had a lot of questions about that. So, like, I was, like, on board with a lot of the scenes um, until that one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, this is odd. This is a little too dark and twisty for me. And so I was reading this reviewer, and I started laughing hysterically (laughs) because she's like, WTF, what is happening? And then she said, the only thing I could think of was this meme of (laughs) Kourtney Kardashian talking to Kim Kardashian going, Kim, people are dying. There's people that are (laughs) dying. (laughs) That is one of my favorite memes, first of all. And I was like, that is literally what I thought of. Oh my God. It was hysterical. It's so spot on. And very accurate. When that, remember when we did our our first book club on these books, I was like, so can we talk about like how, how many ashes are there? Could they just like overlook them? Like, are they... Is it, like, a light sprinkling? Around like Is like, it a light sprinkle? Are they rolling was around in them? Like, I don't... Could like, they just brush them aside? Like, you know what, I'm, dude, There's a time and a place, and this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. This ain't, this ain't it. it. So, I have to um, just, like, really quick about the banter, because I highlighted a really funny part that... Um, yes. Okay. Yes. So, it's when they're traveling to Atlantia, and they're on the horse together, and they're, like, fighting about okay. something. Yeah. And, um, so, she... <laughs> Um, okay, so, like, she slams her elbow into his stomach and Cass, like, grunts, and they (laughs) 
please don't fight atop the horse, Delano called out from somewhere behind us. None of us wish, wish to watch Seti trample either of you. Speak for yourself, came Kieran's troll voice. Castile straightened behind me. Don't worry, neither of us will fall. It was just a love tap. That did not look like a love tap, Niall commented. That's because it was a very passionate one, Castile replied. You're about to get a love tap to your face. I murdered under my breath. God, I love them. Please don't fight atop the horse. Please please don't fight atop the horse. And there's so much banter, great, great banter between Kieran and the two of them. Um, there's a, a section in the second book where, yes. uh, well, there's a lot that happens between the three of them in the second book, but, uh, yes. there's a moment where she's on his lap and they're in this, they're in a room and, uh, she's like, oh, goes to get off. And he's like, what, why, what are you doing? And she's like, well, we're not, we don't like, we don't have an audience. So like, I don't need to pretend like, you know, they're pretending. Oh, uh, the pretending. and then Kieran, Kieran's like, um, I, I'm, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. And then she just like, without skinny, is like, you don't count. Uh, and just like keeps going and talking and it's so good he's like okay um i do i uh i do i will say one of the things i appreciate about this which of course like this goes back to me my issues that i have with cassandra claire but i i personally really love that like yes as annoying as sometimes like the fact that like poppy can really get to me in book two when she refuses to use her powers to like see what Castile is feeling and like I'm just like girl he's not pretending like he loves you just use your powers and you would know that for a fact that really bothers me however when they do have a really big problem or like when they need to talk about something they talk about it they they talk it through their shit gets out there's a couple different situations in book two where they need to talk about something like the fact that he was engaged Mm -hmm. and she had no idea um or like she has no idea what the joining is and the fact that she because alistair who's an asshole thinks that Uh, like you know she's gonna have to do that and there's all these different things that they're supposed to have these like very intense conversations about and i'm like if this was a Cassandra Clare novel, we'd be waiting till book three or book five or book six to have this yeah. conversation. And instead, like, we'll get, like, a little interruption. And I'm like, no. But then, sure enough, Cass will come back and he's like, no, this conversation's not over and we're talking about it. And I'm like, yes. yes. Yeah. And that's one of the things I appreciate about the, about Jennifer is in writing this series – there's a lot of inner monologue, a lot of info dumping, and some repetitiveness that really gets tiresome, but the plot moves forward, and I don't have this frustration with the main characters not, like, actually at the very end of the day saying what they mean and meaning what they say. Yeah, that's definitely true. I just felt like it kind of got repetitive that they just both kept saying they needed to talk, and then, like, something would happen, and they'd be like, but we really need to talk. And I'm like, oh, okay. But let's talk. You could yeah. have just had this conversation in the time it took you to banter back and forth about needing to talk. Yes. But I agree. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, their communication was excellent. And they both, like, walked into their marriage fully clear on what that meant for them and, like, what that meant for the and future. Wanting and it. wanting yes. it. Yes. And I really appreciated that. He was very big on... I don't know how I was going to say, I think her, her um, whole life she had no choices. And I think he really made a yes. point to let her he wanted her to make the choice but on everything but i think i love that i think that's really an important part of she has a she has a good quote poppy says something like for the first time oh yeah well i i don't know if this is the one you're thinking of but um 
I really, I love this one when she says, mm -hmm. he was the first thing I'd ever truly chosen for myself. Oh, I mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he, there's another quote where she talks about. Oh, um, yes. Okay, wait. And I have, I think this is the one you're talking about. So, she says, um, yes. he had my whole heart and he had from the moment he allowed me to protect myself from the moment he stood beside me instead of in front of me. Ooh, yes. I love that. And I think especially for her, who she, I mean, it's true, she's never chosen anything for herself. Her entire life has been decided for her because she's, quote, the chosen one. Yeah. And every step he takes with Poppy is her choice, and he allows her to take the lead, or, or he allows her the decision-making in what she wants to do or what she's not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. He allows her that freedom, and she's never had that before. No. I just want to read this really quick quote, and then we can move on. But um, some kind of going off what you said, like, he just always – yeah, and she she is a really strong character. Like, she says they're arguing about um, the Ascended are coming – and he's sending Kieran away to go to Atlantia and get troops to oh, send back. Right. And they're trying to get Poppy to go. And she's like, yeah, I'm not leaving. Like, I'm the whole reason they're coming. And so Nova, who is the guardian. Oh, the guardians are yeah. so cool. Yes, yes. The, all the, the female, the female guardians. Yes. Um, she's like, you should leave. I saw what you can do, but that will be of no use when it's time to fight. You will be nothing but a distraction to our prince. You will be a liability. And she's like, oh, bitch, excuse me. <laughs> Um, so anyway, she's like, blah, blah, blah. She goes, as far as me being a liability, I'm just as good with a sword as I am with a bow. And I'm damn good with a bow. Probably better than most here. I am an asset. And as far as being a distraction to Castile, that's his weakness, not mine. Ooh. Yes. I love that. And she like. I love that. So then Cass says like, she's not lying. Uh, Penelope can fight in her skill with a sword and aim. Blah, 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 blah. She is never a liability. And I was like. Oh. Love that. Love that. Ooh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> All that being said. Yes. I think we should move on yeah. to book three. Yes. And so, so we're going to quickly talk about Jennifer released the first three chapters from right, book three. Right. And yeah, if you don't want to hear about them, um, I would say maybe skip ahead to the what's the 411 section of this episode, um, because some of what we learn in these first three chapters will play into our, our theories of what's going to happen in book three. So, and we'll be talking about that right after, um, you know, I will say they're, they're short chapters, and if you want to go read them, we actually linked to them in our last episode's show notes, the Akatar TV series episode, or you can find them or a link to them on Jennifer L. Armentrout's website and Instagram and stuff, um, or you can just listen to us, break them down real quick. Yeah, and I have not read them, so I'm very excited to hear. Yeah. Tell me okay. what goes down. So really quickly, it picks up right after the end of book two. Directly, yeah. Yes, directly after. So the queen has taken off her crown, and she's like, Poppy is the true queen because she's clearly a descendant of the gods. And as we learned in book two, if you are a descendant of a deity or a god, then you trump the elemental line. And everyone's just, like, standing there, right? Like, letting this, like... Well, the woven, the woven... So, in the first three chapters, the woven all start to, like, bare their teeth. And they start to get mm -hmm. kind of, like, oddly protective. And at first, you're not sure if they're about to attack Poppy. Uh -huh. But yeah. you quickly realize that... You quickly realize that they are actually um, being super defensive and of Poppy. Like, they are on her side. Yeah. And oh. do you remember in book two... All those sparks. Yes, they were her and Kieran. 
That was yes, this. Yes, her and Kieran, yeah. all the woven. That was this. That's because... So, I have it right here. So, pretty much, Queen told her, yes, you are immortal, but you are a descendant from a deity, the children of the gods. All it takes is a drop of God's blood. You may have more than just a drop, but what is in your blood, what is in you, supersedes any oath the woven have taken. So, yeah. it's not like their bonds break. Like, it's not like he's not now bonded to Cass. It's just, like, her... She, like, takes priority of any bond that they have from anyone else with anything else. Um, how, did this so there's hap- a- how did this happen? I don't... Cass thinks that the reason why her powers are starting to manifest in such different ways is because she's approaching her 19th okay. birth. And then she goes on Atlantean soil for the very first time, and she's being almost stoned to death at the end of book two. And it's like her powers just awaken fully. And I and I think it's a combination of her being on Atlantean soil, which is like okay. probably a trigger yeah. for her blood. Yeah, and she's 19. She's approaching her maturity. Okay. And yes, yes. Everything explodes. It just and all then happens. it's like, we've, it's been slowly building with the sparks, with the woven, with her. Oh, yeah. She's being like able glowing. To not just feel Got like she's it. glowing and she's like healing things, not just like, you know. So. And then, you know, she kills all of those acolytes at the end of book two. Well, because right. they were going to stone her to death. Her, they yeah. were stoning her to death. And so she basically, like, drains them. She makes them feel pain. And they they just, like, die. Does that make her a soul eater? Pain. No, because she's not an Atlantean. She's not a... She's actually a descendant of a god. So she's, like, a deity. God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she's not a... She's not an empath bloodline. She is... That's why she trumps the current queen and Okay, Cass. so she trumps all the elemental bloodlines as well. Like, she trumps Cass. Yes. So then Alistair calls up, so all the woven leave because they're right. getting a little antsy and the woven are, like, being too protective. So yeah. Poppy sends him away and then Alistair calls, um, has all these, like, secret people who, like, hate Poppy and um, he calls them up and there's no woven to protect Poppy. They shoot... Cass and all of the other people who are on Poppy's side, <gasps> like Kieran and whatever, yeah. with this, um, like it, they, st- it's like some sort of like venom or something that makes them like freeze up and turn gray, <gasps> and yeah, it's really scary. And Ka- and Poppy is convinced that all of them are dead, <gasps> and she like because she can't feel them, so she tries to feel for that like love connection that she and Cass has when she like tastes that like strawberry chocolate yeah. she f- tastes or whatever, and she can't feel it, and so she thinks he's dead. And she starts to have, like, this big power moment. And then I think they, they like, stab her or shoot her or something with whatever. Then she wakes up in this, like, tomb. And there's all these bones around her. And it's really creepy. Gilded bones, you could say. Gilded, gilded bones. And she's got these, like, weird things on her wrists that are, like, these, like, shackles that, like, are very powerful and, like, somehow contain her because she's a deity. And then then she's like, oh, my God, is Cass... Is cast dead? Oh no! And then this like male voice is there, and he's like, "Well, you idiot, you can check your marriage mark or whatever. You would know if he's dead." And she's like, "Oh, haha, okay, great, he's not dead." But also, I'm really like, sad for him, and I'm really scared, and like, I don't know what to do, and like, and there's just like this male voice behind her, and she doesn't really know what's going on. And pretty much, we we see Jansen, Commander Jansen. Oh yeah, from book one. From book one is the one who like comes out of the shadows with this male voice, who is like taking her, and she's like, "What?" You're dead. I don't know what to do. And then he turns into Beckett, the kid, who the was little the one kid. who like lured her in to get stoned. Yes. Yeah. And so, what does wait, that make what? him? Yeah. So, yeah. So then he turns into Beckett, 
And then Commander we're Jansen like, turns into Beckett. Yes. That she yes. healed. She healed Beckett, yes. remember? Yes. 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 And Beckett's the but one that I don't that know if it's like turned I don't against know if it's like her. Actually the real Beckett yeah. or if there never was a Beckett and it was just Commander Jansen. Yes. No idea. Um and Beckett was the, the beginning one that lured of this her last this chapter temple, right? Be- no, Beckett, yeah, Beckett's the one that lured her to get stoned in the place. Stoned like she's supposed yeah. to be. So to get um, stoned, no, like biblically, bib- biblically stoned, biblically stoned, biblically stoned. Um, and um, but yeah, so Beckett's the one that led her there. And there's a moment in I think the first chapter of these three chapters where they're like, "Where's Beckett?" And she has in her head like, "Oh, don't I still like can't believe he'd betray me." So like, I don't want to get, I don't want to give him up or something. And Cass mm-hmm. says to her like, "If Beckett had something to do with this, tell me." And she's like, "Nope." Um, oh, Poppy. But, okay, so at the beginning of chapter this chapter three though, it but it's this like. What a pretty little flower. What a pretty poppy. Pick it and watch <gasps> it bleed. Not so pretty any longer. It's that like thing right, that she hears yes, in her head that yes. she doesn't know who said it. Yes. And then and then Jansen's voice is there and talking to her. So I think that that voice and what she's been hearing and the person that was there this whole time was Jansen. But Jansen's a shapeshifter or something. But yes. Didn't didn't Kat, didn't Hawk tell Poppy that Commander Jansen was a dissenter? Yes. So she asked him about yes. that. She says, um, I have it here. She says, uh, I, I don't understand. You're a dissenter. You support the prince. I support Atlantia. He moved fast, crossing yeah. the distance in less time than it took for a heart to beat. He knelt to your eye level. I am no dissenter. Really? Then what are you? His tight-lipped smile grew, blah, 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 blah. Hair darkened to black and became longer. His eyes lightened, turning blue. Within seconds, Beckett knelt before me. I don't, under- so I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And that's this. it. That's how it ends. That's how it okay, ends. Okay, so let's jump immediately to fan theories. Are just our our theories okay, for book three. Let's yeah. do because, this. I am in shock. So first thing about this for book three, I think he's not saying I was Beckett all along. He's saying like, I don't know, he's stashed Beckett in like a basement, some a cellar. He's pretending to be Beckett. And yeah. he has been pretending to be Beckett for this section of the journey to lead her to the, oh, okay. to the beast okay. to be yeah, killed yeah, 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 is yeah. what I'm guessing. Um, but also could Jansen be the, whoever this person is, Beckett, Jansen, whatever. Could this person be the person that was there with her parents when she died that she hears the yes. voice of that she can't remember? Yes. Yeah. But also, this man could be anyone. Like, what yeah. if what if he's what if he's Alistair? Like, I don't know. He could be literally anyone. Yeah. I don't trust he Alistair. Could. I mean, obviously he just like called these people up to like kill them or hurt them yeah. or yeah. at least do something. And that and I think that like also I hope and I don't again, I don't know if we're gonna find out in this book, but like who are Poppy's real parents? Yes. Are they actually the people that yeah. she thought were her parents? But I mean, if she's a descendant of a of, deity, like the gods and a deity, then then her parents, you know, I, I don't know. Because is Ian actually related to her? Right. I have a lot is of questions Ian, about Ian. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I actually have a fun fan theory about, well, not a fun, but like I have a fan theory about Ian. Let's Tell hear it. Um, I, I'm curious to see, I think that he is part Atlantean and I don't think he's ascended. I think he is being held to help feed and keep Prince Malik alive because Ooh. Malik has to live and survive off, off of Atlantean, Atlantean blood. Yes. Ooh. And if his blood, if his blood is like a deity, I mean, Cass and everybody else seems to think that like, you know, uh, Poppy's blood tastes different and she smells different. Yeah. So she maybe old. Ian is the same. Yeah, she smells old, and so maybe Ian is the same. So maybe it's like more powerful, so we can keep Malik alive longer. Interesting. And that then feeds into my other theory, that is more of a love interest theory. Okay. And you know, I don't know if we'll find out in this next book, but 
it would be kind of interesting if um, Ian and Prince Malik fell in love because they've been held Ooh. captive together for so long. Yes. And maybe there's a little love interest there. I don't know. They're also being tortured, so. Yeah. Who are her real parents? Who is her real family? Like, there's no way that her real parents were just living amongst the ascended for all those years. There's no way. Right. So like, how long sure. do Atlanteans live? Like, a long time, right? Like, a, yeah. like, like 500 years. Like, they're like basically immortal. Okay, so I'm wondering if this new subset spinoff called A Shadow and Ember that Jennifer is, Jennifer Armentrap is writing that is about Niktos and his consort, which I think are supposed to be her grandparents or something, right? They're supposed to be somehow well, related to her. I wonder if in that we're going to find clues of who her parents are, you know? Because well, she's Duchess, spacing them the... in between releases of these books. Like, they're they're coming out oh, as these oh. books are coming out. Like, like, The Shadow okay. and Ember comes out in October. Whoa. Okay, cool. So I'm wondering if it's, like, going to tie in. One of the things that the Duchess says is, um, like, right before she's murdered, or right before Poppy kills her, um, is that she tells Poppy that she's actually the granddaughter of the Queen, which Ascended can't have children. Right. So we've right. we've spent the last two books thinking that the queen is an ascended, but if she's actually the blood child of the queen of, she, Solace, of Solace, then what does that make Poppy and what does that make the queen? Like, Ooh. is she is the queen actually Atlantean? Because yeah, Atlanteans can have she babies. Doing there? What's she? What? Yeah. How does she? Wow, that is this is yeah, and that that brings us to like. I feel like there's some history about the Atlanteans that that we're not hearing that like Cass isn't even privy to. Yeah, like I we've agree. heard about the we've heard the truth about the Ascended through his eyes uh-huh. and the truth of uh, what he, he what he thinks is the true history of his people. But I feel like there's more to that than we're realizing that maybe Alistair knows or the Queen of the Atlanteans knows, and that's why they're so terrified of Poppy. I also, also Alistair, isn't there something where Alistair and Victor reminded her of each other? Yes. Wasn't that a yes. thing she kept saying? She keeps saying that. She keeps and saying I think that, that is interesting. I don't know why, but I think it's important. hundred percent. If it's not important, then it's like, why do they keep saying it? Yeah. And and he keeps bringing things up that to drive a wedge in between Cass and Poppy. Like he keeps bringing yes. up like, oh well, hey, did you know he was engaged? Well, hey, like, what about the joining? And she's like, the joining and yeah. engagement. What? Like, he's yeah. clearly trying to drive a wedge between them. I think because the king and queen told him to. Well, and he's, he's, he's shady. Yeah. I, I think there's something going on with Alistair. I think there is much more to that history than we are currently privy to. Um, mm-hmm. Protect her. Like, there's something, yeah. there's something like, we're missing. There's something we're missing. And even when she, when she goes, you know how they have to go through the mountains and they go through that weird mist thing? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, when mist. she, she crosses over into Atlantia, she... There's a, a a god who saves her life. She's about to walk over the uh-huh. edge, and and the god says to her, "Go home, take what is yours, and you will find what you seek there. The truth. Go home." And I oh. wrote like, "Well, what is her home? Is it so Atlantia? Interesting. Is her home Solus? Yeah. Like, where where is she supposed to go? Because I, but I feel like there's more to it. Like maybe." the queen of the ascended there's actually something more there and i'm really because like she said she can't reconcile the queen that raised her right with the queen that Cass knows 
and I totally. feel like there is something else going on and it might still be dark and twisted and we don't like it but I feel like there's more to that story and I'm really hoping that we learn Just I'm hoping something. some things are revealed like we need a little yeah. more um I do love that she starts the next book like immediately where the last one left off like there's no yes. time jump I appreciate that yeah, I also I think like that, that maybe at least in the first three chapters, I mean, the third one feels a little more like, okay, great, we're, we're going for it. Uh-huh. Other, I feel like the second one, there was a lot of, like, traveling. and Yes. I'm glad that they're, like, where they are. They're probably going to be in Atlantia for this, yes. whole, this Atlantia for this whole book. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for, for faster action-packed times ahead. Yes. Okay. Should we do 411 um, things? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, Christina, you go first. Okay. Um, what is your 411? Yes. So we recently signed up for Masterclass, and I am loving it. So oh, I love that. So it's pretty much just, it's like online classes by, mm-hmm. like, the experts in any field you can think of. Uh, and it's really, really cool, and I, I really love it. We actually got, um, got a deal where it was, like, buy one, get one. We gifted it to uh, Zach's brother, um, our other one. Um, oh, that's cool. And oh, cool. It's so now we're like kind of all sharing it. It's so fun and so great. And I just did this really great uh, writing class with Neil Gaiman, who is this amazing oh, I love that. fantasy yeah. author. That's so cool. Um, yeah, and it feels so intimate and cool. And it's like these these different. Um, there's there's little episodes like different chapters of this lesson and you there's all these different amazing authors on there Uh, I just did his first but um it feels like you are he's teaching a class like just to you the way it's shot it's really professional and beautiful and cool and you're like in his study and he's talking to the camera like he's talking to you and the exercises and the cool insights into his process I just really really loved it that's Um, so neat I'm so excited to explore it more, like all the different classes on there. It was really cool. Oh, that's cool. awesome. I've heard amazing Kim, what things are you? about Masterclass, yeah. by the way. Kim, what's your 411? My 411, guys, I feel like Lady Whistledown at this point because it's about Bridgerton again. <laughs> and I know I talked about it last week. Our resident Lady Whistledown. Yes, I am the resident Lady Whistledown. And my 411 is that Bridgerton, the TV show on Netflix, just got yes. renewed for seasons three and four. So we will oh, be getting hear that. at least so three exciting. more seasons of Bridgerton. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. So excited hell about. Yeah. I've moved on from my devastation about the Duke of Hastings not being in yes. it anymore. Yes. And I'm so excited to see what they do because we all loved the first season. Hell yeah. And I just cannot wait. I'm so excited. And we love the books. There are the quite books. a few balls in the second one though, I think, right? Yes. And I hope they I hope the dancing lives up to it and Me like too. all the music. Yes. yes. All right, Anna, yes. what is your 411? Okay, as usual, I am doing my current read. Yes. And I'm actually not the book that I want to read comes out on Thursday. It's Evermore Academy by Audrey Gray. Oh, yes. 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 We love it. It's those. like it's I consider it like my kind of summer beach read, fluff read. Yep. Um, and yes. they are, I love reading them in between. I love reading these kinds of books in between like my, you know, From Blood and Ash or When I Start Six of Crows or whatever. Yes. Um, so it's, um, the first two books are already out. So I'm actually just currently going through and like reminding myself like the plot and like the characters and everything because it's been almost a year since I read the first two books. Right. Um, so yeah, it's at Audrey Gray, Evermore Academy, Winter and Spring are the first two books and Summer comes out on Thursday. And, um, actually. I loved those. I, I did too. Did we, didn't we talk about those? 
in our in we a did. book club. Well, yeah, we read them. Pre-podcast, yeah, we, read, we did. Yeah, pre, pre-podcast, pre-podcast, we yeah. read our them all together. Did, yeah. yeah. But actually, what got me hooked on her was not this series. It's another series called Kingdom of Runes. And the first book is called Oath Taker. I think there are five books out right now. I haven't read the last one yet. And I actually prefer that series to Evermore. It's, Interesting. I think it's a little bit more developed. It's a little darker. Okay. Um, okay. Evermore is a, is a, Evermore is a very traditional academy fantasy book. I definitely went through an academy yeah. phase earlier this year. I liked the... I feel like Evermore was one of my favorite they're ones. They're great. They're great. They're great, easy, fast totally. reads when you just want something... Like, I blaze through them. I'm, I, I have to travel to Nashville this weekend... Oh, to look for houses um, for a place oh, yay, so that we yes. can live in a home. Yes. <laughs> You're going back again? And, yeah, we're going back again. I was there last weekend and we didn't find yes. anything. So we're going back again this weekend. And it comes out Thursday and I fly out Friday. So Honestly, I'm Honestly, that's meant to be. That's the universe being like, here, this is a stressful trip. Here's this for the plane. Yeah. Here's this yes, for a night go. in the hotel. A gift. Like, Perfect. here's a gift. Here's a gift. <laughs> yes. That's but awesome. anyways, that's my current read. Oh, I love yes, those books. That's a great They're current great. read. Um, okay, well, um, this was so great. I cannot wait for oh my God. Crown of Gilded Bones, y'all. It's going to be so good. Yeah, Especially now from today. with these chapters. April 20th. April 20th. <laughs> cannot wait for it to come out. This was fun to kind of like talk through it, especially with you, Christina, asking questions. Yeah, definitely. Well, I am happy I could, I could help with that because I did have a lot of them. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, well, yes. So our next episode will be on Crown of Gilded Bones. We are so excited about that. And we hope you guys join us for that one. Until then, be sure to follow us on social media at Flights of Fantasy Podcast on Instagram. And check out our website at flightsoffantasypodcast.com. And let us know what your thoughts are on From Blood and Ash, Kingdom of Flesh and Fire, thoughts on the new book. Yes. Let us know all things. Tell us all the things. Yes. Send us, a, send us a DM. Tell us if there's something you want us to talk about or a book you think that we might like. We are always, always open to hearing what people are reading and something that maybe we can add to our TBR list. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for listening and cheers and happy reading. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>